What is up everybody? I wanted to take a second to share with you an upcoming event I am hosting that I am beyond excited for. On May 16th at 7pm Eastern, we are hosting our next Breathe With Cannabis event, and this month's theme is that of authenticity. Now for those that are hearing about these workshops for the first time, they are a two and a half hour live cannabis and breathwork ceremony hosted online that you can attend right from the comfort of your own living room with an amazing community of like-minded individuals from all around the world. These workshops are an absolutely incredible way for any of you who have been looking to open up the psychedelic powers I speak of often with regards to cannabis on the show to be able to do so, and we want you to experience it for yourself. To find out more info on this month's theme, the breakdown of the event, and to register and save your spot, head to the link in the show notes, and I am so looking forward to guiding all of you into a more authentic expression with the help of the powers of cannabis and breathwork. Enjoy the show. Greetings, my brothers and sisters, sending gratitude to all of you who are joining in today to accompany us down the rabbit hole of self-exploration through plant medicines. My name is Ryan Sprague, and I'm here to tell you that your frequency is now set and tuned to explore psychedelic medicines and the impact they've made among the countless psychonauts exploring the last true frontier. Buy a ticket and take the ride with me as we get true firsthand accounts of the experiences, benefits, risks, and transformations taking place within the ever-expanding world of psychedelic medicines on This One Time on Psychedelics. If there is one thing I have noticed within the realm of psychedelics and plant medicines alike, it is that people from all walks of life are not only interested in these medicines as of late, but in many cases, are benefiting greatly from the experiences they have had as a result of connecting with these medicines. What was once thought of as something that would hinder your capabilities to be successful is now being sought out by some of the highest level people in the world to enhance their experience of life and up-level their intellect along with their spiritual practice. Today's guest in the show is an individual who I am beyond excited to dive into these rabbit holes and beyond with. He is the host of both the Construct Your Life podcast and the Brain Dump podcast, is a business consultant and mindset coach to some of the biggest players in the game, and is someone who has had firsthand experience with the potential for psychedelics to not only heal trauma and allow us to gain self-awareness, but to also allow us to tap deeper into our willpower and create the lives of our dreams. So please help me in welcoming my man, Austin Linney, onto the show. Austin, what's up, brother? What's going on, man? Sorry about that. Uh, We're in the RV. There's not a lot of space. You know, dude, thank you so much for that amazing interview. You know, and I told you this. I even texted Omar this morning. He didn't get back to me. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) We'll do some later. (laughs) um, You know, for full vulnerability, and I can only be this way with you. You know, there's a lot of nervousness around, you know, this conversation, um, especially, uh, you know, and Omar had the same thing too, especially around our past, right? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, you know, there's a lot of cocaine, a lot of meth, you know, for anybody that's had a problem with drugs and alcohol, you're very careful, like to go down that rabbit hole again. Mm. Um, But, you know, I have friends in the space who, you know, lead ceremonies and everything. And, you know, at this particular time in my life, I was getting, you know, we got separated and I was just in a space where I, a lot of things were shifting, you know, my ex-wife, we we were about to get divorced and, you know, there was, there was almost a, um, a beautiful surrender, 
in the moment. Like, you know, like I was sober, but I was still just holding on to so much shit that when there's so many big changes going on in your life and you and COVID happened, I got laid off and I started the podcast and then now I'm doing a podcast. It was just it, all these weird things. <laughs> you're you're at a point where you're almost overwhelmed that you're just like, hey, whatever, dude, like, let's just go roll, you know? <laughs> yes. Well, dude, you know, it's so funny, too, because one of the things that kind of got downloaded to me when you were talking is the ability to trust, right? Trust in yourself, trust in the people you're listening to, because for many years as a society, we've been brought up to think that, you know, psilocybin, LSD, those are in the same class as meth, as cocaine, right? And so especially with AA and NA and things like that, you know, they're kind of like a just say no approach, right? And I get that, right? Like, but for certain people like yourself, there comes a point where intuition clicks on. Maybe you're talking to some friends like Omar, for instance, who have also gone down that rabbit hole of addiction and have come out the other side and have experimented with these medicines and had positive results where it does take a little bit of that flipping of the script and exactly what you do, mindset work. It's actually going under the knife, so to speak, and actually doing those software and hardware updates to recognize not only for yourself, but as a society too, that the way we look at quote unquote drugs has to be different because there is a monumental difference between psilocybin and cocaine. But if we look at it in the way that the government might look at it, they don't look at it in that same type of way. And and they're starting to, right? Like the tide is turning, but I you know, didn't realize how deep those beliefs went until I began to get interested in psychedelics. And even when I knew that these things were positive in my life, I still had some of that like leftover stuff of like, well, what's going to happen? Does MDMA hurt you long term and all of these types of things. And of course, you know, with any medicine, including water, you can hurt yourself. But I think the idea is not only trusting yourself, but ensuring that you're responsible enough and in a place in your life, like you were saying, where it feels right right? Like that's the whole thing. Feeling right. <laughs> well, I just, I just had a Cat Williams joke roll across my head. He's like, listen, <laughs> motherfucker. He's like, you could take 13 aspirin and he goes, yeah. And you wouldn't wake up the next day. He goes, you know, anything <laughs> that, you know, like, yes. so, so here's where I think I want to go with this. Mm-hmm. How dare you as a human allow <laughs> other people to tell you what's good or bad? That's yes. That's that's the fucking holy shit moment. Meaning that who am I to tell anybody how to live their fucking life, coach or not? Ultimately, self-responsibility, what you want to do, what works for you. And and I think if I had to venture, and I don't mean to speak for him, I think Omar got to the same place with that. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, like, dude, I respect my sobriety more than life itself. And And to be honest with you, I don't know that I'll ever drink again. But, you know, it took marijuana to get me to be okay with not drinking because I couldn't yes. just stop everything. And then I got to a point 30 days in and I was like, well, what if I just quit everything? And so then it was just a, a full on removal of it. Right. But when you leave a relationship that you've been a part of for, for 13 years and I literally packed up my stuff I was driving to Austin from San Antonio. So just so we're clear, so anybody doesn't know, that's an hour drive north. (laughs) I drove to California. Like I literally just went a different road and just drove. And I drove all the way to Arizona, met up with a friend and drove out to Joshua Tree. I was driving down the road and it was expansive and there was, you know, there wasn't a lot. There's mountains everywhere. And my soul was on fire. Like my soul was just saying like, Whatever this is, like 
you know, this, this 30 days or whatever you're doing, like, this is for you. And like, you don't have to apologize and just do what you want to do for the first time. Right. And I wound up booking this place outside of Joshua tree where there was like, she had four acres, but like she had 40 acres next to her that you could like walk on and like nobody owned and stuff like that. I was like smoking some weed that night. And like, I had like, I don't know if it was the place or the mood I was in or the music, I was, whatever it was. I had this like, just unearthing of like so many things. And I wrote this like really long letter. I wrote like six different letters, like in my phone to like people in my life, like my, you know, my stepmom who I didn't have a great relationship, my, my ex-wife, my, my ex-father-in-law who had upset me with some things that he said, like, I just wrote letters to like everybody. And I was just crying like all night, like, and just kind of like saying to, to, to them, like you're showing up as a chameleon in so many different ways to so many different people and just kind of owning who I was and saying, you know, I'm going to stop apologizing for who I am and I'm just going to own who I am and I'm not perfect. You know, I'm not who you need me to be, but for me, I'm me. And it was just like this kind of like unearthing of this like amazingness. And then like, I was there for like three days, kind of like by myself. And then I went to LA and uh, my buddy who practiced and is being trained by a shaman, like had guided trips with people and like it was COVID and like everything was closed and like we're in LA and he was like, let's go out to uh, Topanga Canyon in Malibu and let's, let's do LSD. Mm-hmm. And I didn't ask a lot of questions. <laughs> uh, I was just like, you know what, whatever, like, I'm just going to like surrender to whatever the fuck takes place. And it was, it was wild. I mean, it was, it was, it was a, uh, you know, there was nobody out there. It was 60 degrees in Malibu. It was absolutely just fucking perfect. I remember this very vividly, like a couple hours in, I was standing on the bluffs. And if anybody's ever been to Malibu, you know, there's these huge bluffs, like overlooking the ocean, like 100, 150 feet up. And I'm standing on the edge of the uh, bluff and I'm, I'm, I'm having a fucking fight with my ego. Mm. And my ego is saying like, Hey, uh, how dare you start a podcast? Like, how dare you be a coach? Like, you're not you're not as good as the people that have mentored you. Like, you don't deserve to be here. And in that moment, my other self or whatever you want to call it, fall back and said, no, like, you deserve to fucking be here. Like, you own this, step into this. And, and, then, and then proceeded to, you know, walk in, and talk to Sal and, you know, sit there and cry for an hour about, you know, knowing, right. Absolutely knowing that my relationship with my ex-wife was done. Like just, just like owning it and saying like, and I wasn't even upset that it was done because I was ready to be done. I was accepting that that part of me was done. Mm. And like, I had like laid him to rest. Hello, ladies and gentlemen of the world far and wide. I wanted to take a second as you're listening to this three-part series on conscious cannabis consumption to share with you an amazing new opportunity we have for each of you. On May 16th, our waitlist opens up for our next enrollment period of the Conscious Cannabis Collective, and we have some awesome bonuses that you'll want to hear about. To find out more info and to prepare to join the waitlist when it opens up on the 16th, head down to the link in the show notes and check it out today. Now back to the show.
What's up, ladies and gents? I wanted to take a second while I had your ear to share with all of you a very important announcement. Anyone who has been listening to the show for some time now knows that I am passionate about coaching and helping other coaches up-level their coaching practice. What I have noticed in working with hundreds of coaches is that coaches of all different types are facing challenges with being able to get their clients strong, consistent results, understand where to put their energy to allow their practices to thrive, stand out in the vastity of coaches, move from imposter syndrome into trusting themselves, and ultimately make the money necessary to be financially independent in their coaching practice. The root of these issues comes down to a lack of connection with your creative force as a coach and entrepreneur. This is why we at Highly Optimized have created the Connect with Cannabis 10-Week Coaching Certification Program. The reason that cannabis is the focus of our program is because cannabis acts as imagination medicine. And in order to break free of these challenges, you must first be able to imagine yourself as the coach that is successful and has been able to break free of these challenges. When you are able to truly imagine and connect with the most powerful version of yourself, you can find the clarity to build your business, your authentic voice to speak directly to your clients, and the faith that you can overcome everything standing in your way. Once you have experienced and learned how to achieve these results for yourself, you will be able to offer this same unique skill set in your coaching practice to support your clients in overcoming their limiting beliefs and allow them to experience the breakthrough results that will make you stand out as the world-class coach you are. In this program, you will learn the science behind cannabis, how to experience the healing powers of cannabis, and how to facilitate these healing powers with your clients. With personalized one-on-one support on how to apply these frameworks into your business and weekly group calls within a community of coaches just like you, you will be equipped with a unique skill set that will allow you to get consistent, powerful results with your clients, feel confident in your coaching abilities, and allow you to gain financial independence while having the opportunity to wake up each day excited to share your important work with the world. For anyone listening who is hearing the call to set yourself apart and develop a unique set of coaching skills not found anywhere else in the world, jump over to the link in our Instagram bio and book a complimentary call with me today. Together, we will go over your current challenges in your business, your goals for your business, and decide together whether you qualify for a seat in the program. The next class begins April 20th, and spots are filling up quickly to be a part of the budding movement that is cannabis coaching. So book your call today and position yourself as a leading voice of how to work with this sacred plant medicine in your practice. Thank you all for your continued support and enjoy the show. Yeah, you know, one of the things that I heard in there, and this is something that, God, I've had so many experiences like this, but the whole idea of closure, right? Like a lot of times, like our lives are busy, right? And I think that's why COVID was such a Paradoxically, COVID was actually a psychedelic experience for a lot of people. And I don't mean that it was actually psychedelic, but it gave all the same things that a psychedelic experience does. It closes you off from all the voices. It allows you to sit with your feelings. And a lot of times that's really fucking rough, right? Like what you were talking about, like, it's not that it was easy to accept those things, but yet there was no other option because there was nothing else left to do, right? Like, because when you're on a psychedelic, a lot of the normal chatter of the default mode network goes away and you're able to actually sit with your stuff and, you know, sit in the suck, sit in the shit, whatever you want to call it. And the idea is that 
without these distractions, we actually allow ourselves to go through the process that like we see children go through no problem, right? We cry, we cry, we cry, and eventually we're done. And then we feel better, right? Even if the challenge or problem wasn't necessarily resolved. And what you were talking about right there is what I love and am obsessed with most right now with the psychedelic space, specifically cannabis, is shadow work. That idea that you had, that statement you made where you were saying that, you know, your ego came on and was like, how dare you, you know, be a coach? How dare you host a podcast? Mystery School talks a lot about this too and, and different, you know, Carl Jung and people bring it up too, but that lower ego is synonymous, at least to me, to the shadow. And it's the part of you that like, is kind of like your biggest bully is how we view it and how I viewed it for a very long time. But what you were able to do there was you were able to actually learn the lesson of what the shadow is meant to do, which is be your best friend, but be the, think of it this way. Your shadow loves you so much that it's willing to shit on you and potentially destroy you for you to rise to the occasion. And I think that's what so many people get fucked up with in the psychedelic space is they're quick to identify with the thoughts their shadow is saying, essentially go, oh, fuck, this is true. And then they have a challenged experience or a quote unquote bad experience. But really like the opportunity we have, not just in the psychedelic space, but you know, being a business owner, like these thoughts, I imagine hit you tons of times when you're not on anything. And so if you can learn, yeah, if you can learn in a psychedelic space to combat those thoughts and almost take the opposite and go, oh, if it's telling me I have no right to start a podcast, that means I have every right and I need to start this podcast, right? If you can learn that in the psychedelic realm and play that game, I mean, what a great opportunity and great, you know, skill set to be able to go into daily life with. I mean, that's integration, you know, it's really cool. Yeah, so we're, we're out there in Malibu and then we drive down to like where the beach was and like, so just so we're clear, like the beach was closed, like the beach was closed for COVID. We're down on the beach. It's like uh, sunset kind of time. And Sal and his buddy are like swimming in the water. And like, I'm on the beach in my jeans and like my shoes on <laughs> and like totally like the dad, you know, the, the, the dad. I looked at myself and I said, you know, you're so serious. You're, you're taking yourself so seriously. And like, is this what you want? Like, is this what you want? And uh, in that moment, I took off my jeans took off my shirt and I went running down. And when I hit that water, like that cold California water, it was like almost like a rebirth. A baptism. Like a, of like a new <laughs> me, right? And so, and this is this going to sound really odd? Like this is really odd for somebody who travels as much as I do. I'm sitting there while the sun was going down. It's the first time I ever heard birds, like heard birds, like really heard the, the, the birds, mm. like and in that moment, you're kind of like, but this is what happened. The, the, the fuckheads I was with didn't tell me <laughs> that when you smoke weed, it kicks it back in. Yes. So we would <laughs> proceed to uh, smoke weed and it kicked back in for like another fucking eight hours. Mm -hmm. uh, but that was like a different moment. And it was more of a, of a knowing moment. Like a cop came and he was like, hey, like, uh, you know, going to give us a ticket and all this stuff like that. And, uh, he's like, look, I'm not even upset that you're, that you're down here. He's like, the weather's too damn beautiful. He's like, just, you know, pack up your stuff and, and go and stuff like that. But what was crazy in that moment is cause I sat there and talked to my buddy for hours that night about just everything about my life. And it's very hard to describe, but I started putting the pieces together of like the last couple of years of like things that I had like hung on to and things I had known. And like, I started like putting things together. And there was just, there was just 
like a knowing of like, you're powerful, you can do this, like, you know, and like, kind of like seeing the steps of like, uh, where I've been manipulated by people in the past. And like, I can't do that anymore. And like, just so many things, right. And so it was such a, it was such a powerful experience for me, but that's not the one that really, really like set me free. So a couple of weeks later, I was in Arizona. Actually, he's a current client now, but he was going through a really rough time. And and homeboy was doing like massive amounts of mushrooms, like every day. And I'm like, dude, you gotta, you gotta dial it down. Dude. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but like, I was like, what if we went to like, uh, the same place that I, that I went to with the, the, the 40 acres. And I was like, what if we just hung out and, and did some mushrooms and, and, and all this, I've never done mushrooms before. So we drive out there, you know, there's like three of us and like, I ate it with peanut butter and then they drink it with orange juice. And they're like, you know, like we're like 45 minutes in and they're like already, uh, like feeling it. And I'm not feeling shit. And I'm like, so pissed off. I was like, fuck it. We'll just do a bunch more. And like, <laughs> I obviously didn't like measure it or anything. And like, we took like way too many, like way too much. And like, I had like my fear and loathing in Las Vegas moment. Like everything was like yellow and, and like, dude, I started freaking out. Like I forgot where I was. I was like, why are you here? Like, you shouldn't be here right now. And like for 45 minutes, I'm like packing up the car. Like I can fucking drive, yeah. but I'm like packing <laughs> up the car. I'm like doing all this shit. Right. And I'm like freaking the fuck out. I'm sweating. Like I can't control anything. And dude, like it was, I like, I can remember it right now. This voice came in my head and said, surrender, fucking surrender. And in that moment, when I did that, it was like, everything changed. Like I calmed down. And so you have to understand is like, let me paint a picture for you. It's like, she had a shaman come out there and said like, this circle was like super powerful and everything. And like, so you would walk out of the trees and then there would be like mountains everywhere. And like, it was real windy that day. It was like, you know, 15, 20, 25 mile an hour wind. And nobody can see you. And like, there's mountains everywhere. And the sun is starting to go down and it's like pink. It's like the pinkest pink you've ever seen in your life. And like a couple of weeks prior, my buddy introduced me to this artist and I just loved his music and it was Duke Duman. And, oh, uh, yeah. and I mean this wholeheartedly for fucking six hours straight by myself. I danced in the desert, in the wind to the same three songs on repeat for six straight fucking hours <laughs> and i took in the sunset i took in the wind and everything and and what happened was about two hours in i have a need always to help others like it's my like fucking shit and i was gonna go check on the other people and in that moment something came over me and said this is for you just be here with yourself right and i and i've never literally never shared this story with anybody but in that moment like my coaching business was like starting, starting and kind of taking off. And it's the hardest thing to describe, but like the wind was blowing, the sun was there, like the sunset and the mountains and the trees. And I would say, and I felt like the power was coming through the earth into my feet, through my body. And my fucking arms were just like rippling, like so much power. And it kept saying to me, like, we're going to give you everything you need to impact people. Like we're going to give you everything we need to impact people. And it was just like charging through me, like all this power, like we got to like later on in the night and 
like I couldn't get this smile off my face. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> like I sat by the fire in a hammock and, and watched uh, Billions, which is like my favorite show. And like, I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, like just so present and, and felt like I had the, uh, what I needed. Right. Like it was like, gave me the strength that I needed. And it was just like this, you know, and to this day, like I never took pictures of the sunset, but like, I can still, I can still see it in my mind. Mm. That's so amazing, man. And, you know, I have a lot of similar experiences uh, throughout the years, specifically with mushrooms, you know, mushrooms and I, we've had an interesting relationship and the first handful of times I did them, I kind of, you know, winged it, right? I was younger and uh, wouldn't weigh them and would have some wild experiences, but to a certain level. And it was a similar level every time. And then there was a certain experience where we decided to make a tea and we went really in. We did quite a few more than we normally do. And I remember like I had that typical thinking of like, well, if this much is good, more has got to be objectively better. And that was the word specifically that I thought was better, not like stronger, not different, but better. And so I went into it. And the funny thing about psilocybin, and I've talked about this with many people, and I imagine you had a similar experience, is that with medicines like LSD, I don't feel as much of a consciousness attached to it. I don't feel like a consciousness or like an entity guiding me. With mushrooms, I feel that. I feel a certain entity, a certain consciousness guiding me. A lot of times, they'll give you what you need. They'll, they'll be a little more stern with you. And then they'll give you like the enjoyment side. And so essentially what happened was I did a very strong tea. I was laughing really hard at this show we were watching and this voice came over me that I was choking and I was dying and I ate the wrong mold, right? That's like within a millisecond, all of that came over me and I knew it to be true. I went to the bathroom, started panicking. And then literally same as you, this voice came over and just started laughing and was like, surrender. And the second I surrendered, the entity was like, all right, now go in your bed and go have fun, right? And so then I laid in my bed and I had the most mystical experience of my life changed everything for me after that, where ever since then, I've been able to look at mushrooms a totally different way, psychedelics, totally different way, life a totally different way, where now more doesn't equal better, more equals different. And I'm not always wanting to go in that realm of different. It illuminated so much for me. I mean, that night was probably six hours of me just laying on my side, meditating, and just drifting and going out and seeing things. And it was such a powerful experience because it taught me so much about life. It was also my first like, quote unquote, near death experience with psychedelics. Now, I don't actually mean that I was close to dying, but I believed I was at a certain point. And when your body goes through that, and you're able to surrender into that, there's a certain feeling that sticks with you after that, where you realize you almost kind of hacked the game. Like you went to the other side a little bit and you realize that like, oh, actually death is the easiest part of life. It's actually the living part that can be the challenge. And so what are you going to do to make it not so much a challenge? That literally has been like my, my writing ethos since then is like, what do I do to ensure life is not just merely a challenge, right? It can be challenging, but I don't want to see it as a challenge. And up until that point, when I had that experience, it was kind of like, oh, I'm going to go work this job and I don't like this job, but I don't know what I'm going to do. And that was like the kick in the ass to be like, dude, you're in control of your fucking life. And if your life doesn't look the way you want it to, that's your fucking fault. No one else is responsible for that. And so that was a hugely like impactful experience. It was a very father type experience, right? Like a very masculine type experience where they scared me to show me like, hey, with great power comes great responsibility. And now that you understand that and you're going to use these reverently and with intention, think about what's possible now. And so I love that, that through line because I had a very similar experience. I think it's, it's look, regardless of what I did or didn't do or where I did it or what happened or what story or all this crap, 
there's it's really super simple. If you look at the story and you run the through line through, it's it's about one thing, like owning, accepting, and loving yourself. It's, yes. it's very simple, you know. And, <laughs> and so whatever you're doing or whatever you're doing, understand that. Perfect example. Had a guy DM me today that's been following my content for a little bit. He's a coach, and uh, he's talking about you actually. And he was talking about you and I, and he was talking about how he's just excited to be a small fish in a big pond. And I texted him. I said, listen, you're in the big pond the moment you decide you're in the big pond. And he was like, fuck. And I'm like, (laughs) like, until you make the decision and understand that regardless of what you believe in, Buddhism, Jesus, all that shit, doesn't matter. I figured out that the ultimate power as a person, an entrepreneur, a business owner, all that shit is when you realize that you create with your thoughts and actions, anything you want. Yes. You can get there and understand that you get to choose what not to do instead of what to do. That's, that's when the game's over. What is up everybody? I hope you were all enjoying the show and I wanted to stop by real quick and share a little bit about our latest podcast sponsor, Freedom Builders. Now, Freedom Builders are a team of graphic designers, website creators, videographers, social media marketing experts, and coaches that build out your custom online business from A to Z. This is a done-for-you service, which means they do the work for you while you get to put your focus back on what you love most, which is coaching your clients and bringing in sales. Now, as a former online fitness coach, Mike knows where your struggle points are and exactly how to help you overcome them. This is why he created Freedom Builders, so that you can scale your business while protecting your time and your energy. Now, you guys know that delegation is a business superpower, and you can activate this superpower today by scheduling a complimentary call with Mike at freedombuilders, with a Z on the end, dot com, so you can start building the freedom that allows you to take your business to the next level. Alex and I recently connected with Freedom Builders for our Connect with Cannabis build out, and we could not have been happier with the results. With Mike and his team, they were able to go through an outline and create a personalized program for our experience, develop our brand identity, build and design a custom branded webpage, professionally edit our program video content, custom design all of our slide presentations, automate our email marketing sequences, create a seamless payment system for our offer, design unique infographics for our social media content, and guide us through our proven launch blueprint to generate organic leads through our social media. So if you're a coach, facilitator, or healer listening to this ad right now, and you are looking to put freedom back into your life, once again, go to freedombuilders, with a Z on the end, .com, and book your complimentary call today. I hope you all enjoy the rest of the show, and I'm wishing you the best day ever. You know, it's very similar to what we were talking about. We did a, uh, for everyone listening, we did a really cool uh, spontaneous podcast or a spontaneous cast. Maybe that's the way we'll say it. But uh, me, you, and Rachel the other day at her house, and you know, we were talking about inventing Anna, right? And for anyone who hasn't seen inventing Anna, it's fucking fascinating because it's really like an entire show that's very entertaining, but it's all like, hey, this is the power of belief. Like it could literally be recalled the power of belief at a certain level. A lot of us, like I played, I played small for a long time, right? Like I'm six, five, right? I had a quiet voice, right? And like, it just seems weird now to even talk about it. I'm like, it's a galaxy far, far away a long time ago. But, but at the end of the day, when I found something that I was really passionate about, I started to speak louder about it and I started to speak louder in general, but I was still not loving myself. I still wasn't accepting parts of myself. So I didn't feel the strength to go full in on it. 
But at the end of the day, when I decided, and it was actually through a couple of different plant medicine journeys and the most important part, which is integrating them into my life, where I realized my ultimate wound was like, what if I'm not liked by everyone? And then I realized, why the fuck would I like to be liked by everyone? That's exhausting. That's seven and a half billion people. Like, I don't have time for that. So then it completely shifted me to like, I need to get as many people out of the way as fast as possible. Like, not by being a dick, but like, I'm going to speak my ultimate truth, be fully me. And if someone doesn't receive me, great. Hopefully they receive the next person or they'll find their way and I'm going to find my way. But at the end of the day, like when I was able to switch that and believe in myself and not be worried about what people thought of me, all of a sudden, the people I started bringing in, the experience of life I started having, I mean, even the experience of psychedelics, everything shifted. And that's because I started thinking myself as in the big pond, right? Like I was like, I can do this. And what would someone who can do this, what would their life look like? How would they manage their schedule? How would they travel, right? Like all of these things, like, I think this is the idea of what core values go for, right? It's kind of like your anchors so that like, if you're challenged, right? And one of your core values is trust, right? And you're find yourself not trusting yourself. You're like, Hey, I trust myself. So what would someone who trusts themselves do? Okay, boom. And it can be your little pattern interrupt. And I found that same thing to be true with what you were talking about too. It literally goes to everything. And I think that's one of the most powerful things about psychedelics as a whole. And one of the things that I specialize in teaching about cannabis is that, you know, the great thing about cannabis is that, you know, with mushrooms and all these things, they're amazing, but you got to take time out of your day. It's kind of an endeavor. You can't just do it on a whim. Cannabis, you could take one hit, go just past the threshold and be able to access that imagination which imagination is where beliefs stem from. So your ability to imagine and enter the mind of a child allows you to enter the kingdom of heaven. And the kingdom of heaven, I think, is on earth, right? I think it's simply what you believe about life in general, what you believe about yourself, what you believe about the world. Is the world a terrible place? Is it a scary place? Or is it an awesome place that goes through its challenges, right? Everything is based on belief. So I love that you brought that up because it's extremely apparent and uh, relatable in my life right now. Yeah, and we, you know, we've entered a world where and I was talking about this earlier with somebody on another podcast, Look, entered a world where we're allowing the narrative, the media, whatever the fuck you want to call it, or this person or mom or dad or brother or sister to tell us what's good or what isn't. You know, at the end of the day, like, I think that what I've noticed more than anything with uh, new entrepreneurs or, or new people in general, or just kind of the age bracket that we're in, is that they're more curious than ever. And so if you're more curious than ever, then you're going to you're going to ask questions. You're going to get around people that have done things that are different. One of the reasons that I can't stand certain places, they become too myopic. You know, it's the same thing. And we got the same ideals and the same bullshit. And we were drinking our nine dollar coffee and you know, like people almost, you know, love not having a difference of opinion when a difference of opinion is, in my opinion, is the only way that we move forward. But you have to be secure enough with oneself and to hear that opinion. Mm. And so if you're triggered or you're pushed or you're whatever, it means that you're not comfortable enough with who you are. And so, you know, business or whatever the hell you want to call it is, is all relative based on how you feel about yourself. And so that's why we keep coming back to that point. So, you know, whatever it is that you think of psychedelics or marijuana or alcoholism, you know, like, let's be honest and I'll call it what it is. Like alcohol is the worst drug on the planet for the fact that it's socially acceptable that we don't look at it the way that we should. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a poison and it's a poison of the mind. It's a poison of, you know, so many things. And so, but yet it's everywhere and it sponsors this and it's this commercial and stuff. And so who are you to put labels on, on certain things when, when you're accepting of that, right? It's like, here's my thing with like sports betting. I'll just use that for an example. Like who gives a fuck? 
Like who gives a shit? Like if if fucking Bob wants to bet on a baseball game on a Tuesday and that's what he wants to do with his money because he earned it, who gives a shit? So like, how are we and who's presiding over deciding what's good or bad? I don't understand that, and I don't understand how we as a society can accept that that's just the thing because they said it's the thing. You know, I, I think it's one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life, and I, there's no need to say names or anything. But one of my business partners uh, during COVID, his mom and dad said. Oh my God, you're listening to people on YouTube. They can't be real. That can't, they, they can't be know what they're talking about, but yet they're sitting there and watching CNN for 48 hours straight. And they're like taking that with the gospel, you know, it's like, that's what we've created. Like it's fucking ridiculous. 100%. It is the matrix. What is the matrix? Cause you know, it's a funny term that's thrown around, but you know, I'll be the first to admit, like I didn't exactly know what it meant, but it's an agreed upon set of rules in the collective there's a way to look at it that it's a little bit mind control, right? Not even a little bit, a lot of it. And what I've begun to realize is that everything is a belief, like to a level that most people never think about. For instance, there are a lot of people now recognizing like, hey, the people put in power to say, help us might not actually be helping us. Soft talk acknowledged, right? They're not fucking helping us at all because they don't care. But at the end of the day, what are like the even deeper levels? And I was talking about this with Cassie the other day when we were nerding out. You know, even the belief that we get old, we look at other people who are 60 and we look at what they look like and unconsciously we're already going, okay, that's what we're going to look like when we're 60. But actually, like there was an experiment done in the 90s where they took a bunch of 80 something year olds that had varying health conditions and they constructed a fake town that was set in 1955. So everything was 1955, the cars, the food, the radio stations, the TV channels, the houses, everything. And what they started to notice was these people started to go back to the mindset they were in when they were younger. And when that happened, their bodies started to heal. They started to have less wrinkles. And for anyone listening, this might sound fucking crazy. This is an actual experiment. It was classified and now it's declassified. The CIA did it. This is why I love the psychedelic space, because I love to realize that I don't know anything. And so if I don't know anything, what is potentially standing in my way, even if you know, I'm getting great success in life. Like you work with people that have all the money, all the material things. They they crushed the version of quote unquote life that the powers that be want you to think there is, right? The white picket fence, the houses in different area codes, all that stuff. Yet they're still challenged, right? What is that? It's belief systems. And so like this rabbit hole goes so deep and it's one of my biggest passions. What belief system have I yet to recognize that's standing in the way of my greatness? And I think that's like my ultimate quest at this point in life. Uh, there's a coach out there who's written a bunch of books uh, he's coached for like 40 years he's like his name's dan sullivan i've read most of his books and uh he has a book it's about living to 156 mm. and, and basically the concept is this it's not that he's gonna live to 156 he said if i were to say that i live to 156 what would change about me if i believe that right and so a lot of people that work for him are 20 years younger 30 years younger and he's uh, 67 and he looks like he's like 35. Mm-hmm. He made that declaration, right? And he made that choice. And so, you know, it's really interesting, right? And I think, you know, being around people like you and, and Cassie and stuff, I, I think mm-hmm. that we don't, we don't give clearance to our mind how fucking powerful it is, right? And, 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 and saying like, you know, fucking breathe, you know, manifested, you know, like stop, you know, I don't need to think about that and stuff. And so, you know, really what this is, and you read the book, Catching Fire, you you know, all this stuff, like there's so many studies about it. What it is, is just, I mean, I'm boiling this all down to like stuff that people can consume easily. 
it's regaining control of your mind and not allowing your past thoughts to dictate how we operate in the future. Simple stuff. 100%. If that's the case, well, then what's possible? Well, fucking anything's possible. And so, like, a perfect example, I'll put it in a context that people can understand. And this is why I'm so excited to have a call in like two hours with my business partner. (laughs) We We have a business idea, right? We have a business idea that we know is a home run and we know that we're going to crush it. Well, hold on though. We also don't know each other. We know each other, but we don't know each other. Like we're still mm-hmm. getting to know each other. So he came up with a plan for us to focus on cash flow through the real estate sector to stable out our lifestyle, get to know each other, and then we're going to go build this business from a place of abundance, like full abundance, freedom, risk, everything. That is such a next level way of thinking instead of building the business from wanting or lack and and trying to take these huge risks and putting our families at risk instead of saying, no, we're going to have patience. We're going to spend this year getting our cash flow right. And then guess what? We walk into that business in full power, who we are, establishing a proper relationship. And that's such a, like a, I'm 39 now. It's such a mature way of thinking when my 26 would have been like, no, let's just go, 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 go. And knowing that we have all this time and we want to do it the right way with the right foundational shit, with the right people and bought into each other. And, you know, this is bigger than us. This is, this is a massive opportunity. You know, I get a kick out of shit like that, taking that thought process and, 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 and elevating it to a place of foundational thinking with a clear mind. Like that's exciting to me. And it's weird to say that that's what I get excited about these days, but like, I love that. Hello, everybody. I hope you're all enjoying the show. I wanted to stop by and fill you in on our brand new, completely free to join Facebook community called the Highly Optimized Ceremony Circle. I imagine many of you are aware of our newest creation within Highly Optimized, which is the Connect with Cannabis Certification Program. Alex and I are having so much fun empowering coaches with the skill set of coaching with cannabis and helping them up-level their coaching practice that we wanted to create a place where anyone could join to ask questions, receive free information on how to work with cannabis in the way we teach in the program, and be able to gain clarity around how to get the best results with their clients in order to become financially independent in their coaching practice. To join, hop over to the link in our Instagram bio and send us a request. It is our intention to assist as many coaches, facilitators, and healers as possible and the important work they are doing in the world. And if you were looking to join a community of like-minded individuals just like you, who are passionate about helping their clients achieve the highest quality of life possible, the Highly Optimized Ceremony Circle is for you. I am looking forward to speaking with all of you in the group, and as always, enjoy the show. Well, you know what's cool is, it reminds me of that quote, you know, good men think in years, great men think in decades. And it's the patience game. And you were saying the other day when we were Rachel's, you know, your your mission on this planet is to learn patience. And I, that's been a big thing that my shadow has shown me recently is that I was finding like, you know, I'm like, am I anxious? Am I this? Am I that? I couldn't really figure it out. And it was like, no, I'm impatient. Right. So especially like if I'm on, you know, a meeting with Alex, my business partner, and we're talking about something and we don't and we're like, you know, we're like, OK, what what is this going to be? The second I'm like, what is this going to be? There's that part of me. That's like, we need it 10 fucking minutes ago. And the challenge was I was unable to separate from that part of me because it was a belief system, yada, yada, rabbit hole goes deep. But essentially, the analogy I have is that a lot of us, and I'll see how this works out because it just came to me, but 
a lot of us think like we wake up and we're a horse, right? And we're riding and we're just wild. And then eventually, if we learn meditation, if we interact with plant medicines, we realize, oh no, we're actually the man riding the horse. But if the horse isn't tamed, if we don't know how to, you know, lasso it properly and actually instruct it, then the horse is just taking us for a fucking ride, right? But the way I split it is that the horse is the me, right? It's the thoughts, it's all the stuff, right? And then the, the rider is the I, which is the actual true point. And the whole idea here and what allows you to make decisions like you made is to watch the me go wild with, I. Ah, we need to do this 10, 10 minutes ago. We need it all right now and go, oh, there's that part of me saying all of that. But is that the best decision for me? Another way I put it is like, you know, if all the voices in our head, right, ego, inner child, inner critic, shadow, all those things are at a table. A lot of times we end up being one of those characters instead of sitting at the head of the table and being the father figure and hearing what all the voices have to say and then choosing the best course of action based on like, you know, awareness and patience. And I think that's exactly what you guys are going for there. And something that I've been obsessed with recently is being more patient with how things work and playing chess, not checkers. Well, well, here's the deal. And this is very real. Mm. The business does not matter. Mm -hmm. Like whatever business we buy, whatever we create is all relative. We can operate in any space with principle values thinking this way. And it allows you, you know, what are we all seeking? And I said that we said this in the podcast, what are we all seeking? We're all seeking freedom, right? But really what you're seeking is mind freedom, meaning that full control of saying like, even in that moment of haste, right? Saying, whoa, 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 whoa. slow down, recalibrate, rebreathe. And it's just, you know, ownership of saying like, you know, that doesn't work for me. And, and perfect example, brand new client this morning. And I was like talking about health and I was talking about like, Hey, you know, he's like, I'm drinking too much and all this shit. And I was like, yeah, you know, just like, you know, cut some of that out. And he was like, so you're saying like, never do it. And I'm like, well, dude, like, who are you talking to? Like, no, like, no, that's <laughs> not what I'm saying, but that's where your mind goes right away. I said, what I'm saying to you is that it's for you to determine whether or not you think it getting up at this time or, or going to that drink with a friend is where does that align with where your goals are? Well, no, not really. Okay. Well then make a decision. And I said, but you can simply say to said friend, you know, that doesn't align with my goals at the moment. You're not deeming them down. You're not saying anything. You're just owning what you need. And so 90% of the time with these young kids that I coach, you know, I've either have young kids or like super successful. It's giving them the permission to just own their shit and be themselves. Like in saying like, you know, for, you know, I'm going to get quiet for a moment. I don't need it loud and I'm going to focus on me. And then when I come out the other side, I'm going to be powerful. I'm going to be strong because we're so quick to talk about the past, but can we handle the past yet? Or do we need to make the mind so strong and the body so strong that when we look back at the past, it's very easy to reframe perspective and stuff. I think that's the number one issue that I see, you know, that coaches can do is they can kind of get you strong enough where you can handle whatever happened instead of facing it, not ready for it. Yes. I mean, that makes perfect sense. And speaking from my own situation, like, you know, psychedelics have helped illuminate those things, but without integration, without actually saying like, what does this mean for my life? And that's the hard part. So many people think like, oh, I'm going to do ayahuasca and it's going to be scary. It's like, no, you know, what's going to be scary saying no to the things you said yes to unconsciously the last 10 years of your life after that ceremony and sticking to that because it's going to feel extremely new. It's going to feel extremely uncomfortable. You know, the ego and these parts of you, they're like a teenager, right? They're loud. They're going to be the loud voice in your head. 
And your soul and your intuition are going to be like your grandmother, who has a very quiet voice, right? And so it takes slowing down. It takes getting quiet to be able to hear that voice. Otherwise, if you're constantly go, go, going and in cycles of busyness, which I imagine so many people you coach are, right? Like they're, they got a lot of things going on. All you're going to be hearing is the teenager blaring music, rebelling, being like, fuck this, fuck that. Let's go do this. Let's go out with a friend and have a drink, right? Because we need to escape what we're going through. And in reality, it's not that you need to escape it. You just need to feel it. Right. And I think that's, it's much easier said than done, especially for men too, right? Women have like a natural tendency to be able to feel a little bit better, but men, we're still working out of cycles of being like, boys don't cry, all this stuff. It's huge. Right. The guy I follow in business who owns many businesses, he, and I, and I'm so behind him on this. I've been watching a lot of his content lately. He said, look, he said, the number one problem in our business right now is we have too many men in the business. Mm. He said, you fuckers don't have any compassion. Mm-hmm. And he goes, when we're, when we're selling stuff to people or we're, we're giving them an opportunity to change their life, there needs to be that compassion tone that you just can't connect. And he's like, it's a big problem. And so he puts in a group of like three men, he always puts a, a woman in there so there's, they can see both sides. And, and that way you're kind of like getting the whole spectrum instead of just one side. And, you know, that is probably my biggest issue with a, a lot of men is they're just uh, you know, and I can be a hard charger too, but they're just, they're moving so quickly that they don't even, you know, like a perfect example, a lot of good stuff out in the tech meta universe world. And, and these days, but every time I look at these products, these, these great coders have created or architects, there's no feel to it. There's no, there's no warmth to it. There's no, no, there's no aesthetics to it. And so you can't have one without the other. And so it needs yes. to be a combination of both. And so when you can create the force and the love, then you create the ultimate warrior. 100%. Everything in life is about balance. You know, not to get down a super deep rabbit hole, because I know we're running a little bit short in time. But if we look at like Atlantis and Lemuria, right? Lost civilizations. Atlantis was super masculine. And essentially what happened was their, their technology drove them to destroy themselves. And Lemuria was super feminine. And so they weren't prepared when Atlantis came and attacked them. So both of them were lacking a little bit of that balance. When I watch and hear different things about these advanced civilizations, the ones that are interstellar, the ones that have really transcended, they've been able to mix technology with heart and with love. And it's the perfect union, right? And everything in life is like that. Yin to yang, you know, up to down. Everything's got its opposite polarity. But the idea is finding the center, the balance point. Because if you're going super masculine, there's going to be a counter swing to super feminine. But if you're able to find that calm in the storm, right? If you're able to slow down, get quiet and give yourself that space, you'll be able to find that natural balance point. And I think that's one of the most powerful things that I've learned both coaching and being a coach is, you know, the importance of balance. Because again, like it's so easy to burn yourself out. But, you know, at the end of the day, when you really love what you do, you don't want to get burned out because then essentially you have to stop playing the game. And I love this game. This is a fun game. <laughs> and I, yeah. I actually don't think that burnout exists. Yeah. I think that it, I think that burnout only exists in the fact that you're chasing something that you shouldn't be chasing and your gut knows it. And so stop doing that and understand that. And this is and I'll leave it here because I know we got to go. Mm-hmm. This is very powerful. I've blown up my life many a times. <laughs> um, there is pure unadulterated freedom from blowing up your life because you allow yourself to take what you need and leave the rest. And so if you're in the midst of a big change and you don't want to jump over the chasm, that is an entire destruction. It actually might be quicker to recoup 
by taking total destruction and then taking what you want and then leaving instead of dragging on this kind of half in half out for the next two years. Yes. That makes perfect sense. You know, if you got a house full of shit and you chose to set fire to it, you just take the shit you want and you let the house burn. And all of a sudden, a lot of those energy leaks you had from a messy house and all this stuff are gone. I know it's a strange analogy, but it does <laughs> bear up well with what you were saying. You know, there's like, there's like a, there's like a quote. It's like, uh, you know, the grass is greener, you know, on this side of the fence, but it's, it's fertilized with shit, you know, yes. like, <laughs> you, know, you know, like at the end of the day, like, you know what, you know, and this is, this is very true with me. Like I tell all my CEOs and the companies I coach, like, if we're not, if we're not good health wise, mentally, spiritually, the business doesn't matter. Like if you're not locked in and, and everybody's not healthy, because understanding that your employees, they lead off of how you feel about yourself and, and you're vibrating through the company. So we have to make sure that you're good and the business stuff, the marketing, the sales, all that stuff is so easy. And so for me, like, and I'll just use this Airbnb is such this thing that people don't understand, but it's so easy to me that when somebody hires me to teach them Airbnb, we spend the first month on their goals or their mindset. And they're like, I know, but I want to do the Airbnb. I'm like, dude, that's so easy. Like that part, <laughs> I know mentally it might not be a thing, but once we get you constructed and your mindset's right, that stuff's super easy. Yeah, man. It's so powerful. And dude, you know, as we come to a close here, where can people find you, man? You know, you're such an interesting guy. You have so much value to offer. I want to make sure I give you time to, you know, share with people where they can find you, the podcast, et cetera. Yeah. So you go to austinlinney.com, L-I-N-N-E-Y. The podcast is called Construct Your Life, How to Build a Lifestyle, Not a Bank Account. Uh, We got Brain Dump Podcast too, The Psychology of Success. Yeah. uh, You can hit me up on Instagram, Austin Linney. Shoot me a DM. I'll totally respond to you. I just appreciate what you bring to the table, Ryan, and your positive outlook and and happy to share my story and, and, and just thank you for the amazing conversation. Absolutely, man. Likewise. And my last question for you is this. If someone listening was just swayed by you to experience psychedelic medicines for the first time, what is the one piece of advice that Austin Linney would suggest to them to allow them to have the smoothest experience possible? Surrender. Yeah. Mm. yes the number one thing that we need to do probably on a daily basis that nobody does yes get the reps in and guys austin and i were hanging out this past weekend and when he agreed to come onto the show and dive into the rabbit hole with me i was super excited austin is one of those individuals who is so incredibly smart and driven in what he does that it completely smashes the outdated stereotype of someone who would be interested in the realm of plant medicines for me Austin is further proof that these medicines have the ability to help so many different types of people and in so many different ways. And for anyone listening who felt inspired in hearing Austin share his journey with psychedelics and how they have helped him become a better coach, business owner, and man overall, please do yourself a favor and check out his two podcasts as they are both chock full of incredible content and reach out to him on Instagram to stay connected with him. Austin, thank you so much for stopping by to share your wisdom with the listeners and me on the show today. And until next time, my friend, may your journey be smooth and full of light. Aho.